On the third Thursday of every month, pastors and church leaders from near and far gather together for a time of friendship, gospel encouragement, and ministry insights in the warehouse at the Axis Church in downtown Nashville. The following is from one such third Thursday gathering. Thank you so much. Thank you, son. And, and thank you guys for letting us be a part of been a part of this on other visits and have been blessed by what goes on here in this fellowship. And um, it's, it's really, really great to be a part of that and, and to have my helpmate with me, uh, which just really, really thankful. Uh, my heart is full uh, because I see promises that God gave us early on. Uh, even before we were married, you know, coming to fruition. It's powerful. It's a powerful thing to see God bring about his, his promises and his vision that he gave to us personally from the very beginning. So this is really, oh, we brag on his faithfulness. He is so faithful. His character is faithful. And so uh, just remember, uh, you know, this, so we're, we're celebrating, um, we, um, the Lord, I totally surrendered my life to Jesus uh, 50 years ago this past January. Um, and then uh, February, the next month, uh, February 18th, we celebrated our 50th anniversary of meeting. And uh, then uh, just last month, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, my. And then, uh, then, uh, then April Last month, uh, the 12th of April, uh, the Lord called me into his glorious ministry. And um, that's confirmed he was, as we say in the South, he called me to preach. And uh, he did, and I'm, I'm so thankful for that. So we were already very much engaged in life together. And uh, so we've, we've made some notes because I don't want to waste your time here. Uh, so... If, if I could just lay a premise, a foundation of everything um, that you're going to hear springs from this, and it's something that have been devoted to from the very beginning. And so this is the premise of everything that, that we would share today that would in some way be a help or an encouragement to you, and that's our only reason for uh, it's just pastor to pastor, pastor's wife to pastor's wife, just brother, sister, brother, sister, is the Lord stay in love with Jesus and stay in love with each other. That's the foundation of everything. Stay in love with Jesus and stay in love with each other. Uh, some of my earliest Jesus and you know Jesus and our and our mates, our, our bride, our you know our devotion, our love for each. They're one. Um, and so I remember even dating in, in our initial dating. This was even pre-engagement. Um, the first summer that we had apart. Okay. Uh, we would have a time every day. So Nedra, just weeks, three or four weeks after I surrendered to Jesus, she surrendered her life to Jesus. Um, 
so we were apart for about three months with the exception of one or two weeks. And wherever we were, every morning of the week, seven days a week at 7.30, we knew Jesus together. So that's the way, we, and, and, and we fed off each other, you know, what the Lord, how the Lord was, you know, speaking to us. So that was, and, and, and that continued. So we went into mission. remember very vividly how that um, when I was over one month overseas, my very first overseas of about 35 days, we had Psalm 34 as our anchor. So we did the time change computation so that we knew we would be meeting with Jesus at the very same moment, time-wise. And we would read every day Psalm 34, knowing that the other was reading Psalm 34 and giving the Lord an opportunity to Um, So that just, that illustrates our walk. And um, so if I had, if I had one thing to, if I had one key word that I would leave with you from the scripture that, that speaks to this. It's in John 15 where the Lord teaches us to abide. And you know as I do, the word abide means to remain. It means to stay, stay put, stay anchored. Stay in love with Jesus and stay in love with one another as, as, as your spouse. Those, those are the anchor points. Um, I, um, and just as I'm just trying to make sure I don't miss anything that I want to share. Um, so how did that translate? Okay. We need to realize that that speaks not only of our relationship with Jesus, but that speaks of our relationship to each other. As we stay anchored in Christ, we stay anchored in one another. One, one feeds off the other. And so, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave up himself for her. Um, and how did he love us? He loved us with an everlasting love. And so, this is of consistency, which... Which goes, which goes to the kind of endurance that only God can give to a relationship. But the whole thing is, it's anchored in our abiding relationship. Um, so I want to illustrate that. So I pastored three churches prior to doing our overseas missionary work for several years and then uh, planted Oasis after that church that we, of course, the first three churches we pastored were already established, and um, I, I wanted them to know that the priority in my life was first to be the shepherd to my wife and my home, that that was my first church. That is the way I read scripture if we love our wives like Jesus loved the church and gave up himself for her. And so I, 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 I would tell them, I said, I, I want you to know that if it comes to a critical need that my wife is facing and a critical need of the church, I'm not going to ditch the need of the church. The need trumps the need of the church. 
I'm going to see that that church need is taken care of. I'm going to see that that's delegated to somebody, but I'm not going to be the one. I'm going to love my wife. I'm going to shepherd her. She's the first one I'll give an account to. So I wanted them to know that as a pastor, that was my MO. That's, and so in, in receiving me, they understood that, and that went to uh, later on. It, when he would announce <laughs> that, I would be sitting there thinking, thank you, Lord, for this one opportunity to come to this church <laughs> to preach. <laughs> they will not have us come. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that, really. Really. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, one other thing, and then I want Nedra to share, like, the overview of, so I'm just, I'm just sort of laying the foundation kind of stuff. Uh, so it means that you do 1 Peter 3, 7 well. If you're loving Jesus with all your heart, mind, and soul, you're loving your wife well. That's reflected and resilience of your relationship. It shows up there first. And then, um, I, and, and also it means that we realize, the, you know, the first Peter 3, 7, husbands, you know, live with your wives in an understanding way. Giving honor to her as the weaker vessel and then it says something, because you are heirs together of the grace so that your prayers not be hindered. Ooh. So I take from that that this woman is the other part of me. The Lord, you know, if I could have done it well on my own, he wouldn't have given this woman to me. Besides my salvation, my relationship with Jesus, this is the highest priority. That means that I've always told, and I say this in, in my marriage counseling with people, that means she's, she's not just, you know, the one who cares for my needs, but I'm the one I'm supposed to care for her needs. And, and I'm getting too long here. And so... It means, it means that she's the other part of my thinking mechanism. There's things I won't get without her input. If I'm going to honor and worship Jesus with all my heart, I need to honor her or I'm not honoring him. And so in all the goat things that we have gone through in life, it has been a joint venture, and um, I remember, and I'll just say this, and I'm, I'm looking so far to Nedra Sharon next, and then we're just, we're going to go through some, just some things that we want you to take away with you. I don't, I don't guess the children ever knew this, because it was late one Sunday night, and I was at a point of such abject, went into this. I was in depression, bad depression. Um, I didn't realize it was that. Nedra detected it. Um, and uh, just so 
that was such assaults on my mind from the enemy and and uh, I was justifying things I couldn't believe I was justifying I was not going to preach the next Sunday morning this was I hadn't even prepared my message that week and I wasn't even going to begin one I wasn't going to show up I meant it with all my heart when I told her that said so um, you know beyond the shadow of a doubt that this is the will of God have you really and earnestly prayed about it I knew I was going to have to prepare to preach (laughs) (laughs) and I had to answer her and the long and short of it is is that when I was willing just to pause and get my breath and focus. So, you know, it was very convicting to me. Well, the long and short of it, the Spirit renewed my heart so much. Just a few moments away with the Lord under the profound conviction of the Spirit that came through her. Not only did the Lord renew my resolve and my awareness of my call, but in just a few short minutes, I could not wait to preach the next day. And I'm talking, this happened like in like 20 minutes. And it was a blessing. So that all this goes to abiding, stay in love with Jesus, with the one that God has, has, has given you. When he asked me to pray about decisions, uh, it made me, ladies, specifically feel accountable to the Lord, that I would hear from the Lord, and it would make me feel valued also that, you know, he would say, um, the other part of my brain is is you, because we're one. And uh, so that was just really, really neat, and it helped me through the beginning of our marriage to actually love the idea of submission you know because I knew that he was answerable to the Lord and I was answerable for my responses but ultimately he's got to answer to the Lord right but he wanted my input and that was huge and then when we in fact when we prayed about uh, church planting I knew in my heart he he had the call and I was like, oh, my goodness. Pastor, three churches. We've worked overseas for seven years. Okay. And so I prayed and prayed. And, um, and then, of course, I want to do whatever the Lord says. And so I told him, yes, you want insurance. <laughs> okay. That's the only thing I asked for. Medical insurance would be smart, I think, you know, at our age. Well, anyway. Um, but I appreciate um, so much <clears throat> his letting me be a part uh, of the Lord and know that, that that is valued. And you see how I felt then responsible to be sure that what I'm saying is, is right. But anyway, or, you know, a good point <laughs> anyway. Um, so, but I want to get you. So there we were, 18 years old, both raised in Christian homes, went to Appalachian. Uh, he was playing football um, and was going to be given a full ride scholarship. I was there to date a football player. 
So that was just like the, the focus, you know. Um, and although being raised in um, so, so well, really, and coming to the Lord at age seven and surrendering to be a missionary at nine, I was not walking with the Lord. I needed a youth pastor. <laughs> anyway, uh, so when I uh, got to Appalachian, um, I, I just, well, I was under conviction a lot, and that's why I think I truly was born again at age seven, because I couldn't enjoy. I'd be like, take me home now, or stuff like that. So then one, um, one day, I met Bubba, and I will be forever, throughout all eternity, grateful, because he said to me, Jesus my life and given me joy and peace and a reason to live. And I'd been watching him pray over his food when I was in line to get mine, and he was just like voraciously like praying, and I thought, he's in a cult. Thing is weird, but he looks good, and I need a date. So that's where it was, right there. I didn't um, know I was being looked at. I didn't even know she was around. So anyway, when he said, when he was witnessing to me, I looked at him and I said, "Oh, what?" And he said, "I am a born again Christian." And I said, "Is that like Baptist and Methodist?" And he said, "Well, I was raised Methodist, which that's even more unusual because the Methodists in my town were very wealthy." And looked white. And I'm from the Baptist church where they're shouting and all that stuff. So I was like, wow, that is amazing. So anyway, uh, we've been together since then. But I am forever grateful, you know, also that he, he led me for a while. And this may happen to some of you single young men that your fiancé or wife would have faith in your God. And that's good. That's a step. But I truly had faith in God and his sharing scripture with me and praying with me and saying, do you want to go to prayer meeting? And I was thinking, no. But he <laughs> said, yeah. so uh, yes, yes. Uh, you know, so his leadership uh, has just, I, I'm honest, forever and ever grateful for that. And we're not sitting here like we have had it all together. The whole This is like... 50 years, so relax with us, okay? Give us a little space here. We're not in perfection yet. But, um, you know, I'm just very thankful for God's grace and his mercy and his word. Uh, but anyway, so we met, and I thought, this is great. I'm going to spend Sunday afternoons. We're going to be upright. We're going to be very good and watch football on Sunday afternoon. This is awesome. <laughs> well, then he's called to preach. And then I'm like, oh, my gracious, there is no way under the sun. How in this world ever could this happen? So I a Baptist church in the mountains of North Carolina and talked to my pastor. And <clears throat> I said, he's called to preach. What, what in the world? And he said, um, and he had been my pastor since I was six six years old, and he said, Nedra, do you think there was a special bush growing that Moses' presence entered? That, that the Lord's presence entered. I mean, that the yeah. Lord's presence entered into Moses. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And I said, I don't remember that. And um, he said, the Lord will use any old bush. I thought, that's sick. That's humbling. I don't like it. But I said, oh, good to know. Uh, but that helped me. So 
all these years, you know, <clears throat> things you say can give such life, you know. So that began days of um, surrender and um, choosing the Lord. We were engaged, and it was uh, over a year. And then I thought, I love Bubba more than Jesus. That's not good. I need to love the Lord with all my heart and all my soul, right? So I thought, well, break up. Uh, do you remember this story, Jeremy? Okay. So um, this was our first crisis. So um, we were on spring break, and he was at the beach in North. Uh, no, he was in Charlotte. I was near Asheville. I called him and I said, the Lord wants me to love him more than you, so we need to break up. And I thought he would say, absolutely, honey. God should be first. But he didn't. Really? He's like crying. I'm like, what happened? I, I, and he said, I said, well, no, we're really, we're breaking up. And so he was just like, this is wrong. And I said, I said well, okay, yeah. all right. So anyway, uh, I don't remember what happened. We hung up. And a few weeks later, um, I was, I just threw myself on the bed and I like this, like this, like whatever, just show me what's wrong. I should, I should have peace because you're first and all that. And then I, I looked down and my Bible said, two are better than one for they have a good reward for their labor. If they fall, the one shall lift up his fellow, but woe, but woe to the one. No, that's if they lay together. Okay. Uh, woe to him who's alone when he falls for he has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they have heat. It's relevant. Um, but how can one be warm alone? And two shall withstand them, but the threefold cord is not quickly broken. quickly broken. It could be broken, but not quickly. So that was... I jumped up from the bed. It was 11 o'clock at night. I called him. I said, honey, we can be together. <laughs> he said, I know that. <laughs> I know, but look. I didn't even know how to say Ecclesiastes. But anyway, I showed him. I said, that's so, whew, so there you go. So anyway, so then we were married. So that was the anchor that was verse of our marriage. Anchor, yes. So yeah. Then we went to uh, Bible wedding. College, and uh, then uh, our daughter Monica was born uh, there in Lexington, Kentucky, and then Jeremy. And then we went to our first ministry opportunity as associate pastor in South Carolina. And that's when uh, Brady was born, our third. Um, but I'm just so thankful for, you know, has ordered steps and worked uh, miraculously, truly. Uh, he's just really so faithful. The Lord is faithful, and his providence is amazing and trustworthy and and, and I'm just so thankful for that. Put a little parentheses here, here and hold your place there. Mm -hmm. So we were married, and then we had to make a decision about, you know, oh, yeah. when we were... I forgot about that. Yeah, why don't you go okay. ahead and you tell that. So, um, so we both got our Bible degree, and then he was ready to go to seminary, and um, so I got a job on campus so he, for our income, and then um, I started really wanting a baby, and uh, he wasn't quite ready. He wanted a baby, and I wasn't ready, and then... Uh, then I was ready again, and uh, he says, well, we need to pray about this um, because I, any child God gives us, I want it to add to the kingdom of light. 
Oh my goodness. So we prayed. We've got to pray about that. You know, too. I, I was asking Thank you to I asked. So I was I may saying never have children. You know. We so. need to pray. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was saying we need to pray. Honey. Yeah. When you know, exactly. Yeah, and Just then if and we right. meant it with yeah. all of yeah. our heart and soul. Yeah. I remember it like yesterday. We prayed, too. we said, Lord mm-hmm. Jesus, please withhold your blessing of conception. Yeah. Don't, mm-hmm. please, mm-hmm. if it's going to add to Satan's kingdom. Yeah. So only if it's going so to. So then, um, then finally, you know, we both felt like, okay, well, and I said, well, start trying, and he said, let's try in the month of June. That's your birthday month, and and I know this is the desire of your heart and my heart. So there you go. So then Monica was born the day he graduated from seminary. Yeah. Is that great? Graduated, <laughs> jumped in the car, went to Central Baptist Hospital, and got Monica and me, and we went to our little apartment. Took the same ride two years later. Yeah, so, <laughs> oh, well. What's that? Birthday's today. She's coming. Yeah. She's on her way here. Yes. Okay. So uh, <laughs> praise the Lord. And I'm just so thankful, so thankful for the children um, that have followed the Lord. And all three of our Follow. kids are following the Lord yeah. and, and are in ministry. And we're so yeah. thankful, deeply grateful to yeah. the Lord. God be praised. That's why I can weep every time I come through these yes. doors. Yes, exactly. All right. You're, we didn't ask him to put them in ministry. <laughs> That we wanted. <laughs> oh, really? I, I prayed for Jeremy. I said, "Lord, would you give us a, a big, healthy boy, true. and let him let him just be just like his daddy?" And then when we met before, right before we met Jill, we said, "Bring him a wife that loves you with all of her heart and is absolutely crazy about Jeremy." That's my exact prayer. And he gave her to he gave her yeah. to Jeremy, and we are so thankful. I think we should clap. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. All right. Quickly. Look at the clock. Things we have learned. I went 10 minutes longer than what I said. Things we have learned right here. Yeah. Okay. Just some things that we've learned in a practical way. When you're, yeah, what's that? When the Lord speaks. Yeah. When the Lord, when the Lord confirms something to your heart through, through much prayer, when you're faced with a decision, and you come in a conviction of what your decision is to be, move forward based on the fact that he said he will, you know, if we ask, seek, knock, he's going to gonna answer. He's going to answer. Okay, don't, here's, here's, the, here's the takeaway. Don't ever question it. Don't ever question your decision, regardless of how it pans out. Don't ever question it. Don't ever recant. Don't ever turn back. Move forward because God keeps his promise. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. There was a time in uh, our life when uh, God was calling us to another church. It was uh, Greensboro Church. And um, a group of men stayed with us twice and... um, and Bubba just did not have peace about it. Then finally, one day, he went into our bedroom. He, he said, honey, I'm not coming out of here till I know for certain what God wants me to do. Mm-hmm. And I said, 
So we went in the bedroom, closed. Well, hours later, I thought, my clothes are in there. I don't know. This could be days. I don't know how long this is going to be. But he came out um, several hours later, and he picked me up, twirled me around, and said, to Greensboro, North Carolina, to pastor. The Lord gave me a verse. I said, what was it? He said, be not as the mule that has to be guided about with bit and bridle. Mm -hmm. So let me lead you, basically. So again, yeah. that was scripture reinforces uh, the wife. So that's really good. Um, okay, and then another verse yeah. here. So trust the wisdom of God that, that, he, puts, that he puts in you. Yeah. Yeah, okay, and very simply, and I know a lot of this may even sound trite, but we have, it's such a comfort to know that Jesus promised this rock, Christ, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not hold up against it. This is his business, yes. you know. His call, you know, you have his call, but it's his call. Yes. We didn't call ourselves. I didn't call myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't choose. He chose. Yes. Yeah. And everything we put our hands to, the outworking of the conviction that this is God or we shouldn't be engaged in it. And so the church is his business. So, you know, he builds the church. We simply are parts of that. The Lord gave you. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and, so, and, and so, and the battle is the Lord's. It's not, and, and, and victory is always assured. He, he, he gives that. We simply, I lose my perspective on those things so easily. That the church is my responsibility as a pastor or, you know, that it's my responsibility, you know, to build the church. Tool in his hands. He has many tools. I'm one of those tools. I'm not, I'm not the answer man. He's the answer man. We, 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 we get direction from him He's got the blueprint. I don't. You know, I can't say, well, this is where we're going to be. And even, and of course, yes, projections are good. We need them. But he's the one, according to his, does his thing. And he uses all kinds of things to even alter our plans. Pandemic, fire. Sovereign? Is his providence still unshakable? Is it all? Yeah, absolutely. There's all kinds of things in the mix, but he's the builder. <laughs> he's the builder in all. It's, it's, a, it's a huge comfort. It's, and I thought of that. I thought of that very thing as I just finished elaborating on this point. When we heard about the fire here, this is automatically where my mind went to. God has never said, oops. Oops. God has never said that. No. It's such a comfort, isn't it? To know that it isn't just, oh, 
it's his, it's his work. Um, yeah. And so, and here's the thing that, that uh, sort of illustrates we were, when the Lord led us to central Virginia, about the same time that the Lord led your pastor, Jeremy, here to, to start Axis, and we, we were planting Oasis. He gave us this, he put it in these words, what I've just told you. I'm not calling you here to build a church, period. I'm calling you here to love and to bless. I will. I will build my church. I've called you here to bless and to love a community. I'll take care of building the church. And he does. And so... I, I, I take that from Jeremiah, and you, you all know this well. You've heard it, I know, and I know you've heard it many times. Jeremiah 29, 7, But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you. God's word to the exiles in Babylon. Seek the welfare of the city where I've sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your own welfare. Good. Often, of course, battling feelings of failure uh, happen, of course. Yeah. Um, and so what the Lord actually just really uh, showed me just recently as we did a study on the pursuit of God. Um, and in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, it talks about the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers um, to prevent them from seeing and hearing light. And so as we work with the Lord, as we serve and love others and present the truth, the results are in God's hand between that person and God, recognizing <coughs> some receive and some Of course, the truth everybody knows, but when you continue and you're just like, huh, when are they going to see your, your what in the world you know I just want them to come to know the Lord and they they aren't you know we recognize that um, that we have this battle going on with the God of this world and that the, is fighting the thing that we remember often is that um, and this just goes back to what we were just speaking on a second ago things get totally out of our hands it's his gentle way of reminding us this work is mine. Yes, right. Mm -hmm. I own it. It's mine. I think we'll okay. just go to right here. Maybe. Um, or go ahead. Yeah, I'm just very quickly, I've already hit on this, so just to, yeah, so always make your marriage in your home the very first if, if you're a pastor. Please don't get away from that. And I was going to go to this very, you know, it, it's like Peter puts an exclamation mark at the end of 1 Peter 3, 7 when it says, honor your wife as the vessel. They are heirs. You are heirs together of the grace of life. This is a joint venture. Yes, you know, in whatever you are putting your hands to, it's a, it's a joint venture. How important is it? Well, so that 
That's pretty big. Mm. Prayers for anything. Prayers for needs in my personal life. Prayers regarding the church's growth, expansion. We don't want our prayers to be hindered. Let's shepherd our wives well first. That's what 1 Peter 3, 7 in our homes. Happy wife, happy kids, happy home. Happy and holy wife, holy home. And then it goes directly to answered prayer. God says, I'm going to hear you. And for those of you that are single, um, just take heart and just, you know, trust the Lord to, to lead in God. His youngest son, his brother, before he was married, uh, was ordained and going in the ministry. And it's ordaining council. They said to him, what, um, so what are you going to do in ministry being single? And he said, well. Jesus was single, and I reckon he did okay. Good answer. (laughs) Well, that was good. So for us, this translated into, and Jeremy remembers this well, and I was rigid about this. They had a family night every week of their life. Friday night. They could count on it. I was not obligated to any church affair, and if my time was demanded on that date, I had a commitment, and it was them. And so, and then exclusive time. And listen, I realize how hard this is to live out, okay? We've been there. It is. You know, it's like everything urgent. Everything is urgent, trying to get urgent, 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 red letters, urgent. Everything's urgent. And, you know, it's the way Mary Martha must have, you know, Martha must have felt when she was so anxious into the kitchen, but one thing is needful. So the one thing, of course, is Jesus. And again, it goes to our wife. Here, exclusive time with your wife, exclusive time with your wife every week at some point. Let it be calendar. It's not going to be interrupted. It's there and she can count on you. And with that, making ministry a family affair, um, Bubba would take the children to the nursing home or to the elder, uh, helping out. So they were just a part of, mm-hmm. you know, the ministry. And that was really, really fun. Uh, I remember. I'd throw them in the car. We'd go visit somebody. I mean, it's, it's like, it's what I'm saying is Jesus, mom and daddy and ministry was just part of the... It was an adventure Mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They didn't ever see a separation. We did it together. I don't think. I don't think. (laughs) Hold your comments. (laughs) (laughs) But we wanted so much, you know, like, I got to tell this, Jeremy. We wanted so much for our children to really get it. Jesus is real. Oh, I know what you're going to say. This is so amazing. And uh, (laughs) one of the books I'm going to recommend um, to you guys for your, um, where is it? Um, uh, Piper, Piper's wife, Noelle Piper. Treasuring Christ in your traditions. Yes. So anyway, I really wanted um, the children to really understand Easter. And so I I, I got uh, Easter um, Bible cartoons to watch on the VCR tapes. 
uh, coloring books about Easter and Jesus is alive and um, everything. Oh, my goodness. And, of course, this is like a celebration as big as Christmas. Jesus is alive. This is big. And so uh, that morning, Easter service, 6 o'clock, all the kids dressed up <laughs> at the cross, Bubba preaching. We go home, a quick sausage biscuit or at the church, then back for Sunday school, then for preaching, big Sunday, big Sunday. I don't even know afternoon. Then Sunday night church, right? Seven o'clock, yes. Well, choir practice at five, and I mean, you know, uh, training unit at six, and okay, okay, okay. We got home, time to go to bed, and, and another com absolute commitment that we made was to pray over and with each child every night. Now, I usually did two by the time he did one. So, just but you would do them individually. I would do them individually. Yeah. So, anyway, so I'm Jeremy. I said, Oh, Jeremy, it was so good Easter. Wasn't it so good? Yes, it's so good. And he's this little fella like that. And uh, I said, Okay, well, well I, I'm going to pray and you're going to pray. He said, Thank you for Mama Rose. Thank you for Daddy Rose. Thank you for Kaka Rose. Thank you for Brady Rose. And thank you for Jesus Rose. I said, um, uh, Jesus is a member of our family. That's good. That's good. But he kept hearing us say, Jesus arose from the dead. So like, Jesus rose. He just sort of took it in a different direction. I said, and, yeah. and yeah. Jeremy rose. Jesus Yes, first I was dejected, like all this work, and he's just not so okay. Yes, Jesus is a part of our family. Yes. So anyway, that was that one. Um, so we have just about Hold five up. minutes, and I, we wanted to recommend books um, that have been so meaningful. Which one? Um, for, uh, let's see. Okay, okay, yeah. That's pretty okay. important. Yeah, one more thing. Uh, yeah. And, what we would do differently, sure, as you know, as we're in, uh, in, in a battle of light and darkness, and um, wonderful times, seeing people come to the Lord, seeing babies dedicated, baptized, glorious, and then we get the, the calls or the criticisms, the difficult times, and it's just like, ah, oh, so hard. That often, and yeah. I know I have done this, and that's more on the the tactics of the enemy rather than the power of God. Mm -hmm. And once again, this was clarified in my life through the pursuit of God's study that, that we just finished uh, at our church. And like, I just want to magnify the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ and pray to him in greater faith and hope and trust. And yes, there's an enemy. And yes, there's a war. And yes, but one day, guys, we are on the winning side. Amen. And one day, it will be worth it all. So don't, when those feelings come, and, and they still come to us. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. But magnify the power, the providence, the preeminent grace of God in your life. Uh, so do you just don't allow him to have a foothold yeah. when he's playing with your mind. And you know how, you know how that's happening. Yeah. You recognize it almost immediately. You know who it is. 
The books I would like to recommend highly is One with a Shepherd, a Mm -hmm. book for wives whose husbands are not just the lead pastor, but you're serving the Lord. One with a Shepherd shepherd. by Mary S-O-M-E-R-V-I-L-L-E, One, One in Heart and Mission and Passion. with a shepherd, and then practicing the presence of God. I adore that. And then treasuring Christ in your tradition um, by Noel Piper. Uh, excellent. I heard her speak on that at Capitol Hill Baptist, uh, and I, I've treasured it. Uh, and then the pursuit of God, as we've mentioned again and again, A.W. Tozer and your books. Yeah, and so that one of mine, these are the ones that sort of rank at the top of the ones that are the greatest been, been the greatest influence on me personally. And again, A.W. Tozer's Pursuit of God. There's another one that I used in my discipling of my kids when they were teenagers. Is, uh, and this one is like uh, 120 years old. It's written by S.D. Gordon, Quiet Talks on Prayer. I gave to each one of the kids a, a copy of that when they were teenagers. It's just a, a very powerful of, of the, just the mechanism of prayer and how the uh, operation of the Holy Spirit between God's heart and our heart and how that plays out in, 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 in answered prayer. And it goes, it goes in terms of how, you know, uh, it, it's so, it goes into its transcendency, prayer's transcendency. Uh, but most of all, it's power and, uh, and and understanding scripturally the mechanism of prayer. Not a better book as far as I'm concerned. Out of print for a while. S.D. Gordon, Quiet Talks on Prayer. Um, and then um, The Dangerous Duty of Delight by John Piper has been extremely formative for me. Um, one that Nedra and I share together is, of course, anything by Martin Lloyd-Jones is a no-brainer. Get it. But his um, his devotional is is actually a collection of excerpts from all of his works, and it's called Walking Walking with God Day by Day by Martin Lloyd Jones. Walking with God Day by Day, and uh, it's very very powerful. And uh, the most influential Bible book on my life, of course, has been uh, Nehemiah of the walls. That's just uh, something. So these are, I guess it, I guess. So it's been a joy to be with you. And we just do hope that something said will encourage you to press on and run the race for us. And we just love this church. Uh, I'm just so thankful for Third Thursdays. We see the announcements and just love the heart of access to strengthen and to disciple Oh, my goodness. Um, thank you all for joining us. And uh, we're not perfect, and we have failed. And uh, But the Lord's grace is amazing, isn't it? And he writes the story of our life. Let's just give him full sway completely. Uh, God bless you. Thank you. Yeah. Two minutes early. <laughs> that has never happened, ever. <laughs>